party. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tan. Uh, this is another episode of the Groovy Misfits podcast. I'm your favorite loud mouth and the grooviest of all misfits. Uh, very, very excited to be here today. I have a wonderful and good, good friend, dear friend, the most informative man I know and the most kind man I know. Aww. His name's Nathan. Say what's up, Nathan. Hi, everybody. Uh, Nathan, does it make me a metal person that I only like System of the Down? No. No? It makes you not a metal person. Really? Yeah. Is System of the Down considered metal? Uh, Yes, but uh, and I have to admit that System of a Down, though I think that they're bad, I have a, a a guilty pleasure for them. I will always like them, but they are bad. Why do you think they're bad? I, <laughs> I love I love their first album so much. I, I should say I don't want to put anybody down. I don't like right. It, I I like it's them. a preference. I thing. listen to them more often than you right, might think. Right. But I I I think that they're bad because <laughs> their music is. I don't know how it's, it's subjective because it's not like it's not like true metal because they're all like kind of it's like like alt metal because they're all wacky and they talk about their you know, well it's, it's like, worth pointing out that the definition of metal definitely has evolved over time and, yeah. and things like Judas Priest and and you know Black Sabbath things that were just an Iron Maiden that were people like stuck their fingers in their ears and said this turn off this noise this isn't music so isn't, that's like true metal it, well it's it's I mean it, now we would call right. it what like heavy metal but at the time that was the hardest shit out there and and it was like satanic and, oh, oh yeah, my and god scary. they were burning the albums and stuff but it's extremely tame by today's standards I mean, and so i have a question like i like system of the down mm -hmm. and i've never i've never explored metal before in sure. my life mm -hmm. what would be five bands that oh, you know Jesus. are like like really good for like the beginner metal guy that i could crush you know what i'm saying that like i i probably would it's like a universal kind of metal bands that like i would really resonate with i would say rather than give you the answer of like universal metal bands i would say that you should take a little bit from each you should take it a la carte and you okay. should find what sort of sliver you're into and if system what you want down. Okay, well, I, 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 I look like I said I like System of a Down. I would yeah. say if you like System of a Down, you'll probably like Iron Maiden. Uh, okay, very I listen to Maiden. Right. I'm thinking of like newer stuff. Well, I'm just that's that's okay. That's item one. That's Is that that's entrance? type of yeah. metal one. Okay. That's heavy metal from back in the day. Very melodic. The high pitched vocals. Uh, really, you know, guitar driven. Yeah. Right. Then I would say you got to have a little grind. Okay. So uh, you could listen to Discordance Axis or or Discordance early Nozem. Or uh, ass suck being the like classic example. Fuck yeah, you this know, is what I was waiting for. Ass like, yeah. uh, with an umlaut. CK, okay, okay. So we're clear. They're sort of, I think, the gold standard. Um, ass suck. Uh, yeah, yeah. So grind is your short, fast, and loud. You know, okay. songs that are you know one to two minutes long, no chorus, no repetition, no sung vocals. Just, just rage. Just, yeah, shot of whiskey to okay. the to the like fine, the the fine uh, heady beer of Iron Maiden. Okay, and then I would say. You want to listen to some like true like straight ahead death metal, so maybe like uh, Cannibal Corpse, like the the album Kill, or perhaps I've heard of Cannibal Corpse. Yep, I've never yep. listened uh, to it. I mean, you know, again, not for everybody, but if we're trying to get a sampling of like, yeah. what, and this is again all there's there's many layers that I don't even understand. I'm I I'm a bit of a journeyman metal guy, I have to admit. But sure. Yeah, but I would check out like a like a true death metal, like okay. like Cannibal Corpse. Um, is Slipknot metal? <sighs> You don't like Slipknot? No, but uh, they are metal. Um, they're really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're way worse than System of a Down. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, are they metal? Yes. Um, and so then, let's see. So that's three. Uh, 
don't know. I, I would check out. This is this is probably a divergence from what someone who knows more about metal would say. But I would check out Russian Circles. Okay, uh, they're not exactly metal. Oh, they are, but they're instrumental, so they have no vocals at all. Oh, so that's for people who like really love uh, guitar riffs. And, I love the breakdowns and the fuck. Right. That's why I like System of the Down because like mm-hmm. a lot of their shit is just like. Dun, 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 and it's just I love it. It's well, a if lot you of love cool his, I love his voice too. Well, if I love you all that. Love breakdowns. You should listen to metalcore. Okay, uh, like As I Lay Dying and and uh, Black Dahlia Murder yeah. and. August Burns Red. I think that shit is terrible. But if you like breakdowns, there's no substitute for like true hardcore dancing, yeah. arm swinging, yep, fucking yep, yep, monster, yep, yep, yep. monster energy drink chugging Fuck metalcore. Yeah, straight edge dudes. It, it absolutely blows. But like, it, you'll get your head nodded. Okay. Okay. Cool. And what's this? Is that the last one? Is that five? Yeah. Sure. Check out some metalcore. I I don't know. Honorable mentions. Um, Who's your favorite metal band? That's okay. Maybe. Let me tell you a tragic story. Yeah. Okay. For 10 years of my life, I would unblinkingly answer Necrophagist. Okay. Necrophagist is a very special band uh, from a while ago that uh, broke everybody's heart. Um, they were, they kind of changed the game, in my opinion. They came out um, with two albums and two albums only. Uh, there was this guy, Muhammad, who was the composer. And I, I mean, much that like quite System literally. of the Down, sir. Two uh, albums. And two albums only. <laughs> <laughs> Although they came out with their Armenian political Fucking shit. Fucking trash. Was, right. Well, um, yeah, so Necro, this dude Mohammed, who is, I believe came from classical, like composed all of uh, this like super technical, super intricate death metal. He's also a really uh, outstanding like guitarist. He's just face melting solos. Yeah. And so uh, they came out with two albums, and they're both, in my opinion, just completely groundbreaking. Like the thing about all right, so it's tech death, right? It's technical death metal, so it has lots of musical intricacy, a lot of uh, intricacy, a lot of uh, you know time signature changes, a lot of uh, really intense musical theory stuff, which People who listen to Tech Death, shout out to Casey Allen, uh, people who listen to Tech Death uh, like that complexity at the expense of it actually sounding good. And most Tech Death, in my opinion, um, sacrifices the music right. at the altar of showing off. And right. It's like too much. It's, you know it's, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Too they intricate. Have, they've destroyed the essence of what they were trying to do by just putting in too much. Horse, like they made it horse, too you know. cool, like too good, like too technical. Big. Yeah. Too technical. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah, okay. The cart is before the horse. Right. And so, um, necrophagist, in addition to being extremely technical, also did not lose the essence of what they were going for. It's truly like interesting and good listening music that, that fucking rules. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they came out with, with two albums, their second album, epitaph in particular, like just changed my life. Like yeah. when I, I became like a true metalhead when I heard that. And um, it opened my eyes to all the rest of the metal world. And if it wasn't for that, I would have probably, you know, gone in a different direction musically. But, you know, then they kept teasing the third album and talking about the third album. They even played a couple of tracks oh, at no. the, of the third album at shows. This is like eight years That's after like the second the album came out the and hole. then faded away and it's never going to happen. So the, the short, like if you'd asked me any time in the past, you know, few years, I would have said unblinkingly necrophages. Okay. But the fact is that although I love them, I don't like them because they there broke my heart. Letdown. They made me yeah. sad. Okay. All right. Uh, other than metal, other than metal, mm-hmm. what are, what classical, is another? Man, cla- I, yeah. I was, I was of 25 years. So I was going to The truth is think that, that, yeah. Although, you know, I got to be honest, I haven't been listening to a lot of music at all lately because I've, I go been, listening to, I've been listening yep. to podcasts mm-hmm. all the time. What's your favorite podcast right now? Uh, I mean, my favorite is uh, called Blowback. It's got okay. two seasons on Stitcher Premium. The first season is about the Iraq War, a deep dive into it. And the second cool. one is about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes. Got to that through Chapo Trap House, which is sort of the 
epicenter of the online American and maybe even English speaking left in the world. They're yeah. huge. They're the biggest Patreon there is. is really? Chapo Trap House. No so, shit. Yeah. So Holy shit. Okay. I, even though I don't agree with everything that they've got politically there, I mean, I have to listen to Chapo because I need to know what the left is doing. Okay. They're, they're the biggest podcast in that space. I also like Rev Left Radio. Uh, Red Menace. I mean, these are all just going to be left-wing podcasts. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but sure. Yeah, so, They're all very direct, like, right. direct podcasts. Right. Like, but, like, there's an intention behind right. it. Right, but yeah. getting back to music, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've played cello since I was a little kid. Um, and That's the big one, right? Uh, is that the fucking... The second biggest one. In the okay. orchestra, there's so the string the bass, one. which is played standing up, yep. and then the cello, which is played similarily, but sitting down. Okay. So, yeah, it's the... Second the largest, medium, the, the tenor. Yeah, okay, the tenor voice. Uh, and so classical, in that like, th- th- like you said, almost your whole life, you've really been into that. Yeah, well, I mean, I yeah, I've had season tickets to the opera, like through my family. You, One yep, of my sleeves that. is a is just an entirely like Wagner opera sleeve. Like, I mean, I'm I'm classical, born and raised. It's the fact is, in my you're opinion, a rare breed, my friend. Yeah, there's there's classical and there's everything else. And yeah. although there's lots of there's there's merit in almost every music. That I've ever heard. Like I can find something to like in almost all music. Slipknot excluded. Um, <laughs> there's something. There's a kernel there that's worth listening to. Classical is just you know it's different. Yeah. It's, it's and it's not just because of technical brilliance, right? Though of course classical well, no, has, it has that. absolute b- beauty. Right. And and just like it, that's like pure emotion. Well, that that's craft. Absolutely. It's everything. But I would also. It's worth pointing out too that that there's some turds in there too. Like it's oh, like, yeah. just because it's orchestral dude. and just because it's written yeah. by somebody with a hard to pronounce name doesn't mean it's not dog shit. But yeah, right. like, um, yeah, man, there's classical and there's everything else. You like jazz? No, but okay. not because I like, I just never got into yeah, it. Right? Yeah. 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 A lot of people like will go hard on jazz. I don't hate it. I, yeah. you know, it's just never got into it. I've stuck my tone a little bit. I think it's soothing, but also, and I like, I've, I've found a love for like horns recently, trumpets and, and shit like that. Like I've been listening to a lot of like R and B and like lo-fi hip hop stuff. That's had a lot. Like there's an artist who specifically like, he there will be like a kind of like a hip hop beat, but then he'll go and solo over the whole thing with like his trumpet, and it's just fucking like really soothing. Mm-hmm. You know, lights off, eyes closed, just like listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's very fucking. There's peaceful. a there's a technical death metal band called Severed Savior that has okay. these funky little jazz interludes <laughs> that, you might, that you might be into. There, yeah. There's my rec for you, Severed Savior. If you okay. can deal with growled vocals, then oh yeah. Okay, so uh, thank you for that. That was just I wanted a little nugget of of you. Uh, and so today, why I have you here, my intention was uh last summer so well, i've been all about you since i've met you so like, like you're just a good dude I've, I've naturally felt drawn to you and like comfortable around you you've always been a good dude you know what i'm saying so your energy has always been like right for me you it's, know it's since i've met you. you uh and so i uh but but last summer i was going through it i was like fucking you know what i'm saying like just just kind of going through life shit we all were it was peak covid crazy shit and uh i really took like an interest in some of like i i had i felt like a desire to like have you download into me some of your perspectives because i really like thought it'd be valuable for me and that like i knew that was for me like i really am drawn to people's passions that's how i like connect to people you know what i'm saying and when i see and it can it can be anything anything they're passionate about i'm like dude download that into my psyche so then i I can see from your perspective and maybe i'll get excited about it and i have my own questions everything like that so why have you today here today Mainly, like I said, the two topics that I want to discuss that I want you to just kind of openly share because I think they're two topics that like not a lot of people know about, have a lot of misconceptions about, and that like to me, you've been the best person to explain it in such a palatable and like uh, just like straightforward way that isn't like so out extreme and out there that it's like you can just tell like you're just like a fucking crazy person or something like it's very very objective and just like straight from the heart and that like you put a lot of time into it one of those things we can start with uh the atheism i think is really important okay uh and then obviously communism as well 
But uh, obviously, yeah, obviously, it's really important. I'm, I was I was more about the communism side than the atheism side, but like I'm fascinated with the athe- atheism side just as much. Sure. Uh, but the communism was just like really fun at the time for me. Mm-hmm. So when like just give me your history into that when when it first came apparent to you that like you related to that and that that was your like just just give me your experience being the the atheist person that you are today sure okay. i could have worded that better but. no it's all right <laughs> I, I mean it's a there's 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 two really big sides to this and one yeah. is like just me as an atheist that's just a thing that i am that's a, just a product of my environment it's not something i chose and it is what it is the other side of that is like being an atheist in recovery sure right and and um transmitting pushing back against things that i think are incorrect but doing it with love yeah uh you know carrying the message to atheists helping non-atheists in the program um you know be better yeah. in their communication or at least more inclusive be a little more sensitive to the things that they say and the, and the things that they express yeah you know if they care um which in my experience that was one of the first times that i had an experience with you like like that's when i first met you or saw you like when you came on my radar is in those moments when you would openly share about your experience and like I would see a lot of like fucking stupid people really like, like, yeah, okay, bud. Or like keep coming back in you and like weird shit like that. When Mm -hmm. I was like this and I I remember sometimes I like openly discuss like in a situation without saying exactly what we were doing. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I just kind of dance around that, like openly shared, like praising you for just fucking like, you're, you're, you're dying on a sword, dude, that you believe in. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're riding, and you're not, like, right. like like pacifying anyone. You're not fitting a mold. You have a conviction, and I love people that have that. And it's actually a conviction and, like, a belief that is contrary to, like, what the, the other fucking talking heads were, you know, right. spilling. Right. And that, like, you weren't afraid okay. to fuck. You leaned into that. You're, you're, you're just complimenting me so much. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, are you hard right now? <laughs> no, it's just, I, I'm, I'm feeling yeah, uh, good. pressure to perform. No, here no, now no. That you've oh, me up yeah. So much, I've but. been there, bud. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So, so give it to me. All right. Well, I mean, I'll just, I'll briefly just talk about like, I, I've always been an atheist. Like mm-hmm. I, um, how, how I, when I, did you know? Like, how, like, that's just like a thing. Like my parents, um, were not atheists, but, um, you know, my mom's kind of like new age, spiritual, like believes in wooey stuff. Yeah. My dad is a, uh, was was you know abused by the catholic world and so he's a uh, an anti-catholic he probably is an atheist but at, you know that's not it wasn't a like a anti-catholic is definitely a religion itself. yeah yeah <laughs> a recovering catholic yeah, is, yeah, is the I joke but yeah time. he yeah. uh um you know he wouldn't he wasn't energized by the idea of being an atheist the way that i would be later in life but so i've always been an atheist uh, at the request of my religious grandparents my my parents took my brother and i to church uh from a young age and Basically, when I was like seven, um, I said to my mom, I don't believe this. Can I stop going? And she said, yep. And that was that. Cool. So, I mean, Good I, like, for mom. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they weren't, I don't think, super stoked about doing it in the first place. They took me to an extremely liberal, like, you know, gay inclusive, mm-hmm. I'm okay, you're okay mm-hmm. church. Just Safe space. Yeah, well, just, yeah. you know, if you got to take your kid to church and you're not really into this, like, that's the one you pick, I guess. Right? Sure. But, so, yeah. And then that, and so I've, I've always been an atheist. There were times that I have. I went to like a youth groups and stuff, mostly to chase girls around in like sure. junior high. Mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly interested in in Christian theology and exegesis and, and Muslim shit. Like I get I get a wild hair and I just research stuff. Um, and by research, I mean watch YouTube videos. And that's what like, I really appreciate about yeah, it. Because most people I've had contact with, they're like, it's just closed off to any of that. Right. It's just like, no. Well, and- <laughs> yeah, well, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, you know, the principle behind step two, you know, being open-mindedness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. That, that a person who believes in God and they know that they know 
and they feel it in their balls. That God, that is a closed mind. Sure. Right? Yeah, and yeah. many people make it into the rooms with a fully formed idea of a higher power like Bob, like mm. Dr. Bob did, and mm -hmm. it wasn't fucking good enough, right? right? We have to have an open mind, even after years of sobriety, even after multiple rounds of steps, that our conception of a higher power, our interface with it, and how that... It, how that exists in our life is going to evolve and if it mm -hmm. doesn't that's that's a fucking mistake not, even if even if yeah. you accept jesus christ your personal lord mm -hmm. and savior and and are proud to believe every single word in the big book and god bless you like like i mean if you're not if you're not growing yeah 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 you know what what is it what is it it's uh if we fail to perfect and enlarge our spiritual, spiritual program or whatever drinking right and that's what it is it doesn't mean like like i'll read a book and the book will be fucking dog shit trash like uh emmett Emmett Till, Sermon on the Mount, or whatever. Or not Till. Not, sorry, I say that shit all the time. Emmett Till's that guy that got I, brutally yeah, I know, murdered. I know. Bad. I know. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I, I'm dyslexic. No, but Emmett, Emmett, laugh. Emmett something, uh, yeah. whatever, yeah, the Sermon on the Mount, yeah. fucking snake oil dog shit. Well, like, bad, but I read it. And, right. I was, and there are tidbits in that, and that's yeah. what Jordan always told me. He was like, You're gonna, there's going to be a bar or two in there yeah. that you'll highlight that'll resonate with you. Right. But it was like, but also I'll read these books not just going to be convinced because I think a lot of people read a book and then they'll try and just like force the, to like absorb it all oh, yeah. and implement it. And it's like everything you've just said about the Sermon on the Mount is true of we agnostics. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, yeah, right, right. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. there are kernels yeah. there. And the fact is as much as I would, I mean, I would not relish an opportunity to read the Sermon on the Mount, but I have to recognize that millions of people have been helped by it. Sure. Right. And, sure. Yeah. And, and the same goes for we agnostics and the same goes for a lot of things in the program that one of the things I mean, we're, kind of derailed from my story but as we go along yeah, you'll yeah. see that one of one of the things i had to do was let other people be themselves not need to show them how smart they are not demonstrate to them how wrong they are sure not you know what i mean like or how smart i am as well yeah. but like um that was the growth that i had to go through but you know the fact is i never believed and and when i i mean i was fully addicted and fully suffering by it like before i even left high school and when i went away to college and, and shit got worse um Fuck, man. I mean, like, there were times that I faked it. There were times that I that I like like went to a church that I like that I embraced the thing. I, I hit my knees. I did really? everything that we say. I you know I did the fucking doorknob thing. Like, there, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I tried to fake it. I tried to lie about it. I fucking because that's what you were told to do. Right? Well, I, I was also desperate to not die. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The room set, and and that's the point. Like, right. have, the main issue that I have with we agnostics is that its thesis is. Oh, you're an atheist. You're an agnostic. Well, stop it, mm -hmm. right? Like that's you're wrong, and and you're being and you're close-minded, and you're prejudiced, and yeah. you should stop. Like you'll get there. Don't worry. Right. That's cute. Right. Well, you know, and it's funny too because like de jure, like in the, in the law, in the words, uh, like what how we tolerate atheists or agnostics in the rooms is very different from what de facto has grown up in the culture of the program, particularly in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, every I I. I it would be very hard to find somebody who did who isn't a crusty ass old timer who doesn't believe that basically we can believe anything. This is mm -hmm. the normal, just like cultural line of spirituality in the program. You can believe literally anything. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what it is, long as it's Works not something you, you can it's destroy. It's yeah. power outside of yourself and how you interface with that, what's your prayer, what's your rituals, all that shit, whatever that looks like doesn't matter. And, you know, something, anything, hang on to it. Mm -hmm. Right? Group of drunks, something, anything, right? Yeah. That's what we believe. That's not what the book says. Really? Well, you've read it. Yeah, no, and I agree. Like, cause, But when you're saying that, like, I subscribe to what you just said. Well, everybody that's what, does. Yeah, that's well, that what's works. grown from it. Just yeah, as yeah. a sponsor being a mentor instead of someone who introduces you to the group. Sure. Just as I'm Nathan and I'm an alcoholic has grown culturally to be a part of the rooms. It's different from the orthodoxy. It's like telephone. It just is like taking its own right. fucking form. The book form. was yeah. written long before AA had grown into what it would become. And also, you know, 
like the the book was never written to be a step working guide that we read through and venerate every individual word of. That right. was not the point. Right. It was a it was a letter to the rest of the world mm -hmm. talking about what that they, they what they had found. Yes, it was and, more for the outside world than it was for right. Actually, so the, the things actual, yeah. when yeah. the book says stuff like father of light who presides over us all or when the steps say something like conscious contact with our higher power that's not the same thing as you can believe whatever you want it's what it is is it's bill's conception of a higher power and that was the the, the longest and hardest lesson that i learned with respect to atheism in the rooms was that bill is talking about his higher power and his journey to it and that's cool for him and it's helped a lot of people but it doesn't have to be yours right and but you know the problem is how am I? I've only got this one book to look at here, mm -hmm. and it says your God is going to remove my shortcomings. Right. And it says that I need to turn my will and my life over to God. And it says that God has a plan. And in you know, in acceptance is the answer. It says nothing, absolutely nothing happens yeah. in God's world by mistake. It's the magic wand theory. Like it's the magic wand God theory that I cannot get behind. And that's why over the years I've come closer to I'm not an atheist, you know what I'm saying? But like I've grown more respectful and appreciative of your sentiment and the way that you approach things of on a fundamental basis, which I, I have questions on and, and we can, you know, continue. We digress crazy here. So like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just a thing and it's natural, but, uh, like the, I don't like that idea of like, I, cause I've literally heard people be like, well, I'll just do this bad behavior. And then like, it's like that Christian idea of like, I'll just do this bad behavior and pray it away. Mm -hmm. And then everything will be fine because like, I'll be like washed of sin or whatever. And uh -huh. that's like fucking bogus dude. And right. it takes any accountability away from the human experience that I have to show up correctly and to be a good person and mindful of my actions. It's just like weird blanketed. And even my auntie will tell me like audible prayer is bullshit. If there's no intention behind, she's like Christian scientist. She's like full blown other mm -hmm. side of the spectrum mm -hmm. than you. But like, she's like, she'll still say like audible prayer is like the biggest fucking farce because people think they just say it, but they don't mean it. They don't feel it, but they'll say it, but then they don't take the mindfulness of like, well, then I need to change this behavior. They just think that there's like washed away on Sundays mm -hmm. and they go on whatever, whatever. Sure. So yeah, well, I, right. I don't like that. Yeah. So just a couple more examples of, of like places in the book that contradict what has become the norm of how we accept spirituality in the rooms is, you know, um, you know, step seven, step 11, step six, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, the the idea that God has a plan, that God has a will and that we're getting in the way of it, right? Right. These, these are all incompatible with many different conceptions of God or a higher power that a lot of people have, myself included, right? In order to really conform to the precise wording of the book as it pertains to God, it's fairly open-ended, but the God needs to be a conscious actor that mm -hmm. knows what you're doing, can hear your thoughts, Pulling cares about you, wants you to be yeah. sober, right? Intervenes in your life sometimes and, um, you know, is, does everything, mm -hmm. right? Is responsible for everything that happens all the time. That's, that is what's in the book. Right. And that's Bill's conception of a higher power. It's a lot of people's conceptions of higher power. And if you believe something like that, you're going to have a much easier time going through the book. But... It's not, it does not jive with what has grown to be the reality of the rooms mm -hmm. and, and how we talk about spirituality and, and the, I don't want to say canned answers, but the, but the no, sort of answers, standard yeah. battery of answers that we get in the room when we're in the rooms when we're confronted um, with someone who's uh, having issues with God stuff. And the main one, and one of the most obnoxious things I hear is that it's about the word God. You're afraid of the word God. I mean, whether it's afraid or not, you have an issue with the word mm -hmm, God. Mm -hmm. I don't have an issue with the word God beyond the fact that it's not well-defined right. and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The issue <laughs> is not with the word. The issue is with the concept that this, that first of all, there's a supernatural being underlying the totality of things that 
is there and and like hears me and is required sure. for me that I can have a relationship with, despite the fact that he's invisible, inaudible, and you know intangible. Yeah. That I'm going to have a relationship with, and that that's an essential part of me staying sober. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Yeah. It's not the fucking word God. Right. It's right. the idea of an intercessory prayer being essential to something that I'm doing. Like you know. Yeah. 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 That's a big fucking deal, and we we gloss over it. I think. I think there's many reasons that that we like another sort of standard answer you'll get is, hey, man, don't worry about it. Like, keep coming back. Stick around. Keep an open mind. Just keep, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's helpful. You keep coming back. You know, whatever keeps people in the rooms is fine with me. Right. 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 right, Yeah. But that's also not really addressing the question. And so for people and, and frankly, it's it's an affliction in the rooms to be an atheist. It makes things harder, not easier. Right. And if at some point I could have sold out and flipped a switch and become a theist, there were many times in my recovery. But that wouldn't be genuine. It, well, if, authentic I, but brutal. if it would have saved my life, I would have done. I it. don't think it would have though. Well, I don't think it would have. Well, maybe not, but I, I, I mean, I'm speaking hypothetically right? here and I'm caught, I'm sort of dancing around the philosophical principle here that I think is totally essential, which yeah. is called doxastic voluntarism. What's that? It's the idea that we have power to uh, decide what we believe. That that we that we can exert effort to change our beliefs, yeah. and I I don't think that's true, and I don't think most people think it's true. Hmm. You know, so let's do a thought experiment sure. together, okay? Tanner, I will love to kiss you. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Tanner, my bad. Cats lay eggs. That's how they reproduce. Okay. Okay. You don't believe that. Do I mean, you? if you really do, you believe argument. that? If you yelled at me and you were standing up and I was sitting down, I, I might <laughs> believe that. No, I don't believe that. Okay, try to believe it. Try to be willing to believe it. I can try to be willing to, but that doesn't mean I'm going to believe is, it. But you understand that what I'm asking you is gibberish, right? And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. What yeah. you know, you know that cats are mammals, and yeah. they more or less reproduce in the same way that humans do, yeah. and, and that's how it works. And yeah. you could perhaps, I don't know, you could look at some scientific studies. You could watch a cat lay an egg. It's, get on it's YouTube con- and really get it's full sense. It's conceivable that maybe some experience you could have in your life would change your perspective on that. Right. But that also wouldn't be a decision you made. You would have observed some evidence right. that said, oh, damn, cats do lay eggs, and now I believe that. But your effort means nothing. Sure. You believe what you believe, and it is a passive and totally involuntary process of hmm. your experience and your education and, and just the way you are. Right. And all beliefs are that way. So telling someone to try to believe in God or to try to be willing to believe in God is stupid. But then what about the people that like, well, okay, in, their, in the context of they do not believe already. Right. Because what if there's someone that's like on the fence, like an agnostic that's like right. not closing the door. So what is the true definition of an atheist? Uh, okay. Well, true. All right. <laughs> there, there is no true definition. Well, Words sure, don't but, have true definitions. Like definitions change over time. That's how uh, language is. Enough, it evolves. Yeah. Um, so this is important. We have to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Theism, right? Ah means not. Theism means, you know, believing in God in Greek, right? So a theist is someone who believes in God. An atheist is someone who does not believe in God. But there's there's an important detail to hash out. It's like asexual or sexual. Okay, yeah. Right. Cool. And and Ah. gnostic versus agnostic, right? Oh, you could be gnostic? Yes. What is gnostic? It means you know or claim knowledge. That's a good metal name. In fact, the reason that the word knowledge starts with a K is because the word gnosis starts with a G. Really? Yes. So, Gnostic. Yeah. You just fucked me up. There are Gnostic Christians. That's a, that's a, I mean, I don't think there are anymore. Right. It's more of a historical thing. Gnostic. I'm not sure about that, but, <laughs> that's, that's such right. like a fucking. It means you claim those... knowledge. So, so, okay. um, so 
I, just about true definitions. Yeah. The colloquial definition of an atheist, what a normal standard non-philosophy major person thinks when they hear the word atheist is a person who denies the existence of any gods, right? right? Which is, we have to split this hair, different from rejecting the claim that there are gods. There, one is a positive, uh, positive assertion, yeah. right? I believe that no gods exist yeah. versus I do not believe that any gods exist. Okay. There, there, that distinction is important to nerds like me. But Where do you fall? I'm an agnostic atheist, but I think really, technically speaking, I'm an igtheist, which is to say <laughs> ig as in ignorant. Um, I have never heard a coherent definition of what God is. Right. And therefore, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. That's the, that's the huh. like real, true, deep answer that is not that interesting, and most people don't really want to hear it. But since we're here and we're doing a deep dive, yeah. I have... I have never heard a definition of a God that did not contain internal contradictions and gibberish. So, sure, 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 so sure, sure, like sure. The, the truest definition of what I am is an atheist, but I would also classify that as a kind of atheist because the definition of atheism that I prefer, getting all the way back to your question, mm -hmm. is someone who does not believe that gods exist, someone okay. who lacks a belief. The right? common misconception when I hear someone talk about atheism is like they believe that they can prove right. God doesn't exist. Well, I mean, it, okay, so just because like Christians right. believe they can prove that God does exist, right? That's the fucking dichotomy, or that—that's like the the two ends of the sure, spectrum. Sure, sure, yeah. Is well, that true? Is or? is it true? Um, well, I mean, some people might use the, again. Words don't have right. like objective meanings. Um, some people might mean that. I think that there are many, many definitions of God that can be proven to not exist. Yeah, I think that. Generally speaking, trying to prove a you know a synthetic negative is not a, a real thing. However, if I can demonstrate that your definition of God contains internal contradictions, then it can't possibly exist. Then I win. So I, I would argue that the sort of basic understanding of Yahweh, the tetragrammaton, yeah. the God of the Bible, he who is called I am, uh -huh. can't possibly exist. So I am, in fact, a a hard atheist, if you like, with yeah. respect to the Christian God, because the definition or the description of God within the Bible is self-contradictory. Okay. Right. It, okay. So uh, just, yeah, sure. Right, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So, so I believe, so for example, omnipotence, the idea that God can do any, anything results in the classic contradiction of, can God make a stone so heavy that he can't move it? Mm -hmm. And that might seem like something we can just hand just wave broke away. The internet. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> it might've been Aristotle, but yeah. like that, no, the point is like that, that's an internal contradiction. So right. whatever God is, he can't be omnipotent because that in and of itself, having the quality of being able to do anything right. creates its own logical inconsistency. Wow. So, and Jesus. then another one would be, for example, and this is very relevant to AA, a God who knows the future with perfect clarity is incompatible with free will. Right. Right. Because if God knows the future, then we're not really free to choose it. And the moment that God chose us, indeed, when God chose the entire universe to go on its path, if he knows the future, then it is determined. And yeah. And then there's no free will because you're already you're acting a role that's already been written. Everything yeah. I will eat every time I will sleep. Mm -hmm. He knows it. Therefore, I didn't choose. And it. that's I, the determinism of free will argument. That, Isn't it? That's what that means is that a definition of God yeah. or a worldview, which includes a God who knows the future with perfect clarity is incompatible with a worldview that contains self-will yeah. or free will. Yeah. Yeah. And do you believe in free will? Uh, no, 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 but, okay. um, but I think that, you know, I think that the, I, I do, I, I don't claim to be able to prove this. this is pretty deep shit, but no, I don't believe in free will, but I also don't, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of fate. But I see that uh, despite the fact that um, 
despite the fact that I do believe in determinism and do believe that uh, I cannot freely choose to do anything other yeah. than what I ultimately do, I think that I effectively have free will, hmm. right? For, from my own perspective, right? It, sure. I may as well yeah, yeah, have free like will. It feels like it. It yeah. seems like it. Well, it, there, because I can't go into the future and because no one can do a minority report on me, right? we may as well act like I do, even though I don't think I do. Okay. If, I mean, I, yeah. I guess that's, yeah. That's, do you believe in the simulation theory? Or, like, have you researched it? Have you looked into it? Simulation theory? Yeah. Do I believe it? No. Well, not believe it, but, like, just, like, you, you know you what I'm saying? You mean that we, like, live in the Matrix? Yeah. No. No, okay. I, I, I have, it's never touched me where I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's, like, really research it. But a lot of people, right? It's hip right now. It's hip to be like, oh, we're in the simulation, whatever. I, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely always been hip to to be like what bro you believe in that yeah. fucking shit but you don't even know dude. Yeah. you know it's like people you always got to come back over the top with one of those right somebody's mm -hmm. like oh dude you think we fucking landed on the moon then you got to lean in and be like yo man you think the moon is real yeah you think the fucking moon you think is it's real, there dude? <laughs> the fucking lamp sheep. dude yeah you sheeple i have actually uh personally gathered hard evidence that that we did land on the moon really i have that's yeah. sick i, I mean, mean i think we landed i on the moon. I, I, I majored in astrophysics in right. college and and in the observatories at Washington State University. Yeah. Bill Coogs. Are there I, aliens? I can I finish the story about <laughs> the moon first? <laughs> You're just opening up and I'm just like, okay, now you talked about the moon. Like, the Apollo yeah, astronauts yes. left a reflector, a very special reflector on the moon, which yeah. reflects light straight back in the direction it came from. And so you can, and they, you can bounce a laser off of it. In fact, that's how we measure the precise distance to the moon. Since that's it fucking crazy. So Did they the, do that intentionally or was it just like, oops, they, we forgot they that? They put it there for that exact okay, purpose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, we left it. And they're like, hey, dude, it's all good. We'll figure yeah, it out. That's, that's how we measure the precise distance okay. to the moon. And I have personally bounced a laser off of that stop it I, in the observatory what? at washington state university that is so cool yeah. i love that okay <laughs> okay so uh so with with atheism and and your fundamental so a, a question i have for you mm -hmm. is do you believe an atheist can be spiritual yes okay explain well, I mean, I am one. Right, right. So I just want to know what that looks like. Okay, well, now we got to talk. I, you know, we got to always be clear about our definition. Yes. And this, yeah, 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 yes. That's frankly, important. Frankly, I think that, that AA spirituality and AA culture absolutely thrives on imprecise definitions. Yeah. That, that Vagueness. That, like, that one person says the word God and thinks of X, and 10 people hear them say God and think of Y, Z, A, B, C, right? Yeah, and, sure, but, yeah, but everybody yeah. feels united despite the fact <laughs> yeah, that they yeah. all believe probably internally or mutually contradictory things. But anyway, yeah. and that's a good thing, yes. frankly, right? Like whatever gets us sober. Like I'm very whatever. much in on the yeah. pragmatism of the program. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, spiritual doesn't really mean anything, right? Like, I mean, it does. It has definitions. You could look in a dictionary altruism. and see what it means. Well, altruism is different, but spirituality, in my opinion, is just whatever every individual person chooses to place numinous value on and say, this is transcendent. This is the most important thing, whether that for them is related to a spiritual belief or not. Um, whatever, whatever ethics, whatever virtues, yeah. um, whatever an individual person feels is spiritual is by definition spiritual. I see the absence of uh, theological like perspective. Like, I think that's how I view it is like, it doesn't have theology in it or like, like religion in it. It has this like open-ended vague, like, like it's personal to each person. Like you kind of just said, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. It's personal to each person and it's, it's totally internal and like absolutely subjective to each person. You, you literally can't be wrong about it because you get to define it, but that exactly. Also means, yeah. It's that chaos. Also means that other people can't touch it. Right. Yeah. It's on the other side of that impenetrable wall between each person where I can, I can know you, but I can never yeah. really know you. Right. 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 Spirituality yeah, 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 yeah. are, I think the, the sort of metaphysical 
values sure. and ethics. It's and the hardest thing for me to that, explain. That we that each individual person totally subjectively puts their value in. It's and it is fungible and it moves and it breathes and it's and it changes fungible. it changes all the time. So we're not talking about fucking Bitcoin. I know that's why I thought about it. What's the things that are hot now? The uh, fungible tokens, and that's NFTs, yeah. and that's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's fungible. So yeah, uh, so that yes, of course, you can be an atheist and be spiritual. Okay, I'm living proof of that. It's a fact. Right. right. So and you don't find that to be contradictory or any issue with that because like that's what I want to know because like how do you live your life in a and that's why I say altruism just in the ways because like. Obviously, you choose to do good on a daily basis. You choose to, choo choose to be a good person. You mm -hmm. choose to like, help others. You choose to love people. And I think those are all traits of, you could say, either uh, an altruistic lifestyle. Am I getting it incorrect? Altruism, am I like, using no, it? No, no. I mean, altruism just means doing things because they are good and only because they are good. Yeah. Right? Doing, doing the right thing right. because it's And the that right can thing. be an egg that you put in the basket of your own spirituality. Yeah. Right? Sure. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean... Yeah, that's, I mean, I, yes, I try to do good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think um, my, my spirituality involves ritual. Um, it involves mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. um, involves incense. Not because I think it does anything, but just because I it like smells it. Smells nice. Yeah. Um, I feel like if, if I light a stick of incense as I begin my meditation, it feels more important to me. Sure. It, 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 like you it said, ritualistic. Right. Yeah. And because I say that makes it spiritual, it makes it spiritual. Exactly. Right. I said it. Right. It's mine. It, it's totally subjective and yes. it, I get to define it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, my spirituality mostly revolves around mindfulness meditation, service to others, mm -hmm. um, and doing the hard thing, right? Like like sticking sticking to my ethics sticking to my the identity that i aspire to, to be mm -hmm. right the the identity that i've chosen for myself that i that i that i want um working towards that even when it's hard and even when it doesn't serve me or even right. when it's uncomfortable that's and, you know and that's what i really respect the most about like when i've come to learn your process and just kind of like have little you know i don't know you like top to bottom to the depth of your soul do you believe there's a soul no okay so to the depth of what you're being or whatever mm -hmm. uh is that like you don't rely on this idea that like, oh, I have say there's like, say there's a situation in your life that's causing like harm and pain to you or to others, right? You don't have this blanketed magic wand theory that like, oh, well, I'll just sit around and like ask nicely for, I'm not going to do anything to change it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to be accountable. I'm not going to like even have any willingness there, but I'll just like sit around and wait for it to be removed. You don't know how many people I've met because the word removed is a fucking farce in itself because no. it means it's going to be plucked out of you. Well, that is what the books say. Right. I know. I know. But that's what I'm, so I'm saying that like, that's like the issue where I, cause I'm like, I'm a fundamental person where if it's causing harm in my life, I fucking directly, like mm -hmm. I, I, I address it and I, I download it. I do the, the writing and, and the mindfulness on it. And then I literally try and implement it immediately to make changes mm -hmm. like, like in my life consciously to change that behavior if I'm ready to do so. But I don't ever sit and say like, I'm going to wait until this thing happens where it's just plucked out of me by some like big being mm -hmm. because that's fucking lazy. It's mm -hmm. selfish and it's unaccountable, right. you know? And it's like, it's just like a lot of harm comes from that. I see a lot of people doing a lot of fucked up shit in life just under the idea that, well, one day I'll just remain willing and open-minded and it'll come. Mm -hmm. But like, that's not the case right. in my opinion. Oh well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, the program is definitely, uh, is definitely one that we work with our feet. It's always the, the, Standing still is basically always wrong. Yes. I mean, waiting is okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, like pausing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, there's, there's a difference between patience and sloth. Right. And I, I think that one of the, 
biggest character defects that I've dealt with in my life is laziness, particularly since, um, you know, I've gotten it all back and I'm, and I'm so much more comfortable now. It's very easy for me to coast. Very easy. Um, but you know, um, yeah, I think, I think that it's mostly about action and it's mostly about taking action. And I, and yeah, I mean, I guess like I, I try not to be too critical of other people in the program. Right. For, I mean, cause I've done, I mean, fuck, I, I mean, I, I dated newcomers and shit. I lied to people. I lied to my fourth step. It was all a while ago. And like, I've done a lot better after that, but I, I try to give you unless someone's really like abusive, like unless someone's like truly unsafe. Right. Like I, I really try to shy away from morally condemning anyone in the program because yeah. fundamentally, like I have to believe that anyone, any alcoholic, any addict who shows up is, is redeemable. Right. right? Well, At, 100%. But I, for me, it, I don't. I try not to judge people, prejudge people. I think judgment is fine. If you show me who you are and you show me that you're a piece of shit or like you like you hate, you know you're a racist or this or that, and you show me that, I can make a fucking judgment mm -hmm. and then decide to not have you in my life or right. to decide like your character is trash or whatever, right? right. But I try not to make prejudgments and I try not to say like, oh, he's wrong or they're wrong, whatever. But I also my thing, maybe it's because I'm an empath. Um, I just like feel for other people and like I just like really really like look at other people's existence and I just feel it and I know what they've gone through because I've gone through it a hundred times that like I just am like dude sometimes that thinking can cause a lot of harm to other people and yourself that is avoidable by just like not relying on this kind of like fucking just this like I said magic wand thing when you just like if you lean and get uncomfortable like you said it's not always easy but like proactively try and fucking address it in a fundamental way and lean on others and, and be guided through it mm -hmm. that like it will actually change quicker than if you just sit around and be like one day it'll be removed from me. No, you know course. what I'm saying? No. And, yeah. and that's, I guess where you can say like the sloth comes in and, and it just like, and yeah, also I, I totally think, agree with that. I, 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 the only thing I would say is that I try to, uh, you know, go back to the old, I, I believe it was Plato, right? Like be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Yes. I don't, I don't know what is what what internal pain or trauma or whatever is right. possessing this person to behave in this way so unless they're like really harming me or somebody i love like like you said like the example of someone who's like a true i have judged a true piece of shit like me saying okay so and so is a racist monster like that fine i can say that i can feel that it doesn't mean anything right mm -hmm. what matters is what in the material world here yeah. uh, is that I have cut them out of my life that I choose not to. Right. Associate it's with a, a it's more about me and my boundary and like I'm defining it for myself or the perspective of the person, but it has no value or like validity to their existence. Like just right. cause I believe that it doesn't mean that that's what right. it is. Right. You know what so I'm saying? I, it's yeah, just I don't, I, I don't, I try not to put a lot of energy sure. into the moral condemnation of other people because it just, I mean, even it, I respect that. It's, it's, it's a hell of a drug, righteous indignation. Oh yeah. You know, especially if someone really has harmed me and they're really in the wrong, the times in my life that that's happened, the just man, anger I can ride and, yeah. that bicycle yeah. all, you know, all the way to a relapse, yeah. right? Like I, I can say, it tastes good. Look at this person. They did this. Mm -hmm. I'm acting up because of this. You know what I mean? And, sure. You know, yeah. the, the, the worst lies have an element of truth in them. Right. So, Fair so that I really like may not maybe when we get into the conversation about about like socialism and communism we're about to segue yeah um i would just say that um like i try to shy away from from morally condemning individuals for for the choices they make because it's just not a productive use of my energy mm -hmm. there, it serves nothing and doesn't exist in yeah. material reality right and and much to that is just like when i i've gotten to that place before where like i made those like kind of judgments on someone of just like 
like you said, it's just to remove them from my life, but it's not like to condemn them to never being able to change. I do believe people are redeemable and I do believe in a, like, like experiences where people change. I do. I fundamentally believe people can change. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether you go from the horrible person ever to the best person, I, I, cause I've been there, you know what I'm saying? So I fundamentally believe that, but it is more so just like when I make that, it's like a safety mechanism for me to distance myself. Totally. Right. Right. So that, that's really, that's, that's where I'm at with it. So, uh, the last question I have is just like to tie it up on the, the atheism thing. I know mm -hmm. we digress a lot and I really appreciate you yeah, being, totally. it's great. Uh, I really appreciate that. I mm -hmm. loved it. Uh, is what is the biggest misconception with atheism? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's something that's written in the book. I'll give you two answers. Mm -hmm. All right. The first one is what Bill says, that deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God, God that atheists yeah. don't exist. Right. It's also yeah. in the first book of Romans, if mm -hmm. you're interested. Right. Not like interested, but yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah the, the idea that, that everyone automatically by default does believe in God okay. and those and, and that those who who say they don't are deceived or lying or angry at God or whatever yeah. it is or that, they're just stupid and right that there around. is no yeah. such thing right. that's that's silly and it's it's a product of not listening to people yeah um and uh, well it's yeah. a mountaintop you know what I'm saying it's like I know and you don't so yeah it's what's gross. the other one that's <laughs> gross yeah well, the other one is that we like that we're angry Angry you know, uh, intellectuals who think they're better than many everyone. atheists are, but there's nothing inherent. I mean, I certainly was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this you is a misconception times, yeah. that is based somewhat in reality. <laughs> like a lot of people become atheists because they've been abused uh, by by a religious upbringing. Other people are atheists simply because they want to demonstrate how smart they are, and they fucking are fedora wearing like YouTube atheist type <laughs> people. Like again, calling myself out here, me me from many years ago. But you like, wore a fedora? No, no. Oh, I was like, that's, hey, that's, <laughs> that's just a rhetorical device. Okay, I never okay. wore a fedora, but I definitely wore the fedora in my heart. Okay. Um, but uh, which is even the better fedora? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the heart fedora is like killing it. Yeah, but there. Although many atheists are angry, <laughs> I would say there's nothing about atheism that is inherently hostile. Sure. Right. Like that. Um, it should. When someone says they're an atheist, I've I've heard, I, I've seen the body language of 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 a believer them recoil. Right. They right, feel, right. 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 There's right. really just no polite way to tell someone that the most transcendent thing the most important fact of their lives is a childish fantasy right and no matter how politely <laughs> i try to tell them that thing no matter how tactful i try to be i'm still saying something that is not nice right because like i mean if you say it that way i don't think anyone would ever be like but that's mm. what it is to be an atheist well sure right right but like just if you were <laughs> how'd you say it again what was it that uh the most transcendent fact the most important thing in their lives that they believe is it childish fantasy? childish fantasy i don't think if any if anyone ever was like yeah that's a childish fantasy i'd be like oh fuck you or you know what i'm saying just like because it's just but yeah but true and i think that comes with the witty kind of like humor of like why are most atheists like super intellect like like intellectual i not most of them and like obviously there's some fucking knuckle dragging like atheists or whatever right, right. but like why is that a thing where intellect i think a lot of the times segues into atheism or it's just like a perfect fit you know what i'm saying yeah uh well um not a lot of intellectuals to, I mean, are like big I, there's, church there's just no way around this question because in my opinion atheism is correct and if you spend yeah, the time right, to right. think about it and look into the philosophy and understand the arguments for god yeah. recognize that god is not well defined does nothing in any meaningful way yeah. that that a god who exists outside of our ability to comprehend who has no expression or extension in material reality is indistinguishable from no God at all. Sure. Right. And right. I, I, I'm right. fucking with that. So, yeah, yeah. so th the reason that I think that, that like, you're talking about something and nothing at the same time. You're, you are, <laughs> in other words, you're talking about something that's not well-defined. Right. 
And, yeah. and you know, this, this led into just the one more philosophical thing that I want to touch on other than doxastic voluntarism um, is the idea that a person can believe in a concept that they don't understand. Mm. That's not possible. Like this is, this is not me speculating. This is not my opinion. You cannot take a position, whether belief or non-belief in any claim that you don't understand. If I said to you, you know, Tanner, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a, a moral pronouncement. And I want you to tell me whether you believe in it or not. And then I say something to you, but it's in Vietnamese. Yeah. Right. You can't tell me you believe it and you can't tell me you don't believe it. You don't know what the fuck I, I said. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, no. So for people to say the God I don't understand is, is a total cop out. Hmm. And, and I think that it's not that people are lying necessarily. I think that most people uh, don't expend the energy to really find any sort of definition because yeah. it encourages them not to. And because um, it's, they don't want to be controversial. Right. They don't want to tell somebody something that contradicts something that they may believe. So people, don't really explore and especially don't share the deep things that they really believe their personal spirituality that mm -hmm. I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's not polite. Hmm. Um, and so like, I think that, um, yeah, the God that I don't understand it's, I, that's another message that I would love to send to somebody who's curious about atheists in the program is like, you do not believe in things you don't understand. You cannot. Right. You, you have to at least think you understand you sure. have, you, you are uh, only able to, interface with ideas that you understand yeah, like hope faith trust has to be there you know right. what i'm saying like i hope it does right. i trust it does and i have faith that it does whatever that's like right. literally what faith is so the reason that people finally like don't want to expend energy thinking about their god's definition and the reason that they say silly vapid things like my god defies definition or you know, the Tao, yeah. which can be known is not the true Tao, or yeah. you know if, if you like put Dao god in the box it's not god anymore right that is a cop-out hmm. that's a cop-out because the more you think about it and the longer you spend trying to define it, the more you will un uncover internal inconsistencies and gibberish. It doesn't even pass the sniff test. Yeah. It doesn't stand up to one hour of thinking about it hard. And that's the reason that religious uh, you know, theologians and apologists for literally a thousand years have been trying and failing to prove the existence of God. Yeah. If they have proved it, it would be proven. It would be done. Yeah. They wouldn't need to make arguments. They wouldn't need to appeal to ignorance. They wouldn't need to retreat from the original Genesis story. They wouldn't need to, hmm. you know what I mean? The, the fact is that history has been on a steady march away from religion. Religion is our first and worst attempt to explain the universe and ethics <laughs> and human behavior. And that progress is good. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Way to wrap that up, dude. That like right when you ended, it was like a sick period right after that. That was perfect. Okay. So uh, let's check time. Okay, you go pee. Uh, what I was going to say, oh, my God, I, I, such a bad joke. When you were, like, talking about the longer you think about it, the more, like, crazy it gets, I was going to be like, yeah, I feel that way with squirt and how squirt's not pee. Because <laughs> the longer I think about it, it low-key just seems more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? But I just think about it, I'm like, uh, I used to think it was its own thing, and now I'm kind of like, really just low-key, that's just like pee, dude. Like, the longer I think about it, you guys, I just think Nathan's peeing right now. But uh, I mean, no judgment. It is all good. It's all good. It's all great. But uh, the longer I think about fucking squirt, it seems more like pee. I don't know. I've been seeing too many like memes like that. Uh, man, it's so good. I hope th hopefully you guys are enjoying this. this. is so great. I'm like vibing out right now. Uh, next we're gonna be talking about communism, uh, and I think I'm gonna secretly ask him to do a space podcast after this because uh, I really wanna. I forgot that he was totally in the space, and he's like a super genius on that. Uh, yeah, but to also say to you guys, while I'm uh, filibustering here for Nathan to get back, I do not discount religion and what it can do to people. I respect it fully. I just, for me, fundamentally, I'm not an atheist. 
but I'm not a, like a devout Christian. I definitely think I'm, I'm agnostic or, or Gnostic or whatever the fuck. I didn't know there was multiple different things, but, uh, that was cool. Gnostic is a sick word. I might try and draw it. Uh, but I, so, so I, I'm accepting of all, but it's just like, I, I kind of attach myself to multiple different things and I take pieces of everything to make my shit work. Much like Nathan was explaining about how spirituality is individual. That's what it is. Okay. So Nathan, with this, I'm going to say, I'm not going to have much commentary, but I really think it's important how I'm going to propose it when it comes to communism and, and socialism and stuff or whatever, however you want to kind of label it is I just want you to give a good overview. Like I asked you to do, I was driving to Portland one time and I was like, just tell me, tell me about it. Give me an overview. You can throw in the misconceptions. You can throw in the, 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 just whatever you want mm -hmm. of just, you could touch on your experience of what got you into it, but then just like give me an overview of what you believe to be the correct explanation of socialism or communism. And you can talk about the misconceptions, all that, but just like, give me the rundown. Sure. Okay. Well, um, I am a fairly orthodox Marxist Leninist. I like to call man. myself okay. Mao curious, but I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> so I, I, I use the word communist because I don't want to be, I mean, it's true because it's true, but I also like, I say atheist instead of agnostic because even though both of those are true, because I don't want to be, misconstrued as a pussy right like ah. I, I don't i don't i don't want to give the impression to someone who doesn't know what these things are that i am like half in and half out or, right you know what i mean like it's just funny because as you were gone i just claimed agnosticism <laughs> so i'm <laughs> no, a big simp is just, what he's I saying just, yeah i'm five <laughs> steps to the left of bernie sanders like bernie sanders is the like furthest right american politician that i have ever like really supported okay so um yeah like, so yeah i'm a marxist leninist and so marxism let me see if i can do it in two sentences here Marxism is a political, uh, like a political theory that says we should view um, history and the economy through the lens of a class struggle between the working class and the ownership class. Mm -hmm. That's sentence number one. Sentence number two, um, Marxism also says that uh, these two classes have fundamental and irreconcilable class uh, interests that are in conflict. That will never will, work. That, will ne that cannot be reconciled and will inevitably lead to conflict and that the working class, the proletariat, um, is can't lose. Right. Ultimately. Right. Um, so that's that's Marxism. Uh, socialism is a word that's older than Marx that just refers generally in, in the olden days there was the utopian socialists, mm -hmm. but essentially it was the idea of a society that was built around uh, fostering and fomenting human well-being mm -hmm. as its primary goal, rather than uh, like the American, the highest ethic of, of like the American or liberal democracy or capitalist system is private property. Mm -hmm. right? the, the first ethic in, in the American experiment in the 18th century, especially as espoused by Thomas Jefferson, was about private property first. That's right. why only private property owners could vote because they were the only ones invested in the program. Sure. It, it, like it wasn't that he was trying to disenfranchise the poor. It was that he didn't really see the poor as even participating. Yeah. Right. So private property comes first under a capitalist system. It is yes. the most important thing. You can't steal my stuff. You can't force me to sell it. You government can't take it from me and they can only tax me under very specific circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's liberal democracy, right? So nowadays socialism, the, the normal definition you're going to hear is that it's when the workers, i.e. the proletariat control the means of production or they control the economy, generally speaking, rather than the, the factories, the workplaces, uh, the companies being run dictatorially by the CEO or the stockholders or the, the board. Mm -hmm. They are instead run in a democratic fashion by leaders elected from among the workers. That's like a, a co-op, um, like the Mondragon company in Spain and 
you know, like like uh, Winco, for example. Winco, right? yes, yes. So, the owners or right. the the workers own it, right? Type, so so that's that's <laughs> generally speaking. So all right, when Marx wrote about it and when Lenin wrote about it, socialism was a period of of what. So I remember I told you that Marx saw this conflict as irreconcilable, saw that the conflict would, would eventually break out into violence, and that ultimately in the long run, even if they lost some battles here and there, the proletariat couldn't lose because they are the 99%. Right. And the more that their class consciousness, but the more they feel in solidarity with each other, the more they recognize themselves as not black or white, but all workers mm -hmm. and all exploited in the same way, um, they, the more unity they have, the, the boss's power is really an illusion. Yeah, right. that and was the first thing that came to mind is unification. Right. When you right. look at it that way, everyone's unified. Right. And the more that mass media and especially the internet increases, people are able to hear these ideas and recognize themselves as workers. But anyway, that so that's Marx and Lenin predicted that socialism, or mm -hmm. I shouldn't say predicted, they describe history, right? That's the, the goal um, was to provide a, a like, quote unquote, scientific description of, of materialist history. Um, but socialism is a transition phase. Right? Communism is the utopian future, a classless, moneyless society in which the state has withered away and nothing needs to exist. But socialism is uh, a goal of the period called the dictatorship of the proletariat, right? So there's a revolution, the workers overthrow uh, the ownership class um, and take control of the economy. During that period, uh, they fundamentally reorganize the economy um, in a way that that distributes things more equally, gives everyone homes, gives mm -hmm. everyone work, uh, takes care of the infirm, takes care of the disabled. Um, and that period gives way to socialism. At, so, at a certain point, now the workers are fully in control. The last vestiges of capitalism have been removed and uh, mm -hmm. you know, they, can, they work towards communism. So those, those are the, that's a basic and, and fairly slapdash definition of, of like socialism and communism yeah. by those definitions i'm both a socialist and a communist okay. right and remember to say like is china a communism right according they are not a classless moneyless society so the answer is no right but they are run by a political party that is called the communist party of china yeah. and, and in that sense yes it's right? a label yeah right well that's what i mean though so when we say a communist country we're not saying that they have achieved the utopian ideal of communism right we say that they're building communism or, or that they identify themselves as communists, sure. right? Yeah. So, yeah, is China a communist country? That's, I mean, I, I think the, the short answer is yes, asterisk, right? Hmm. But, like, it's, I mean, I don't want to talk about China. But, like, yeah. my, my point is just that it, it's easy to get bogged down in this. The, the simple, plain English reason why I am a socialist or a communist is because there is enough for everyone. There is enough housing. There is enough food. There is enough medical care. There are far more vacant homes than there are homeless people. There is plenty of food for everyone, yet 11 million people starve to death every year under the global capitalist system. Uh, it is not just that resources are not distributed equally, it's that they are distributed insanely. Hmm. Um, we protect the landlord's property rights at the expense of thousands, millions of our brothers and sisters, people who are no better and no worse than you or me. Um, for what? So that the landlord has the right to jack up the price and charge rent on the place, right. you know, what, why? What, that, because basically the real answer, the glib answer is because of the highest ethic of capitalism, private property. Yeah. It's their fucking house. Can I, I want to say something about private property that I think is that I thought would be just fucking clear to most people, but I think like it just goes over people's heads. For me, when I think of private property, I think it's a, uh, it's an idea based off like blood and like deceit and lie because who, who says you own what? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like at one point, some guy walked over 
and was like, this is mine now. Yes. And then he was like, and then you, the, some other guy was like, nah, this is mine. And you know what right. he did? He fucking shot that you guy. Don't, you don't even <laughs> need to create a thought experiment. And this is all, this is in Das Kapital. Yeah. This is in Marx. Capitalism didn't arise out of a vacuum. It arose yeah. out of feudalism. Yeah. Okay. And the noble lords were able to hold control of the land. And right. Make the most the peasants powerful. Work for yes. them because they exercised the most, quote unquote, uh, legitimate political force. The state... The most powerful person around is, is a is a shifting definition. The the person or organization who forms the state is just the one or the group that is capable of exerting political violence the most effectively in that particular area, whatever scope right. you choose to zoom in on. In a home, the state is you know the overbearing father. You back up the the state where we are now is probably the Seattle PD, right? Mm -hmm. Back up further, and yeah, the U.S. Army, I guess you know the federal government. But, okay, but that. The that whoever has the monopoly on political violence defines what the state is. Sure, right. So, so that's I mean, and just as a brief digression, but I think this is very important. I've been talking about it with a friend of mine recently, that uh, you know, to be a small government conservative, quote unquote, is to completely fucking miss the ball, right? Like to say I want to have a weak government is you know when you weaken the government you're not making it so that there is no hierarchy of power you're not making it so there is no one exerting any power over you you're just making it so it's not the guys you elected right sure. if you take the power away from the united states government today it's it's just exxon mobile and amazon that are going to mm -hmm. swoop in exactly whoever yeah, yeah. has the power has the power has the most cards in their right. hand and whether yeah. they're whether they wear suits have a constitution and meet in a marble building and bang a gavel or not it doesn't that that doesn't define them as being the state and I would, you know, so given that we're going to have to have a state, uh, given that we're going to have to have a government with all its inherent bureaucracy and inefficiency and corruption, what kind of state do we want to have? At the very least, what should its highest ethic be? Should it be general human well-being? Should it, should it, should it be, you know, the... the should it? <laughs> you know, or, yeah, right. Or should we first protect the private property of... Of the owners. Well, of, yeah. And, and, you know, there were people who will look at you. I mean, it seems so obvious to, to people raised in Seattle, but the fact is that, like, that's not a simple question, right? Yeah. Like, to, to believe in the Austrian school of economics, to, to be, you know, to listen to Mises or, you know. Mises. To, to listen to the capitalists say that the highest ethic of private property and voluntarism and not, you know, uh, transgressing on your brother to take his shit or not taxing somebody. That's a coherent political philosophy. I don't mm. agree with it, but it's not fucking gibberish. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think that this is the big deal. This is the differences between idealism and materialism, right? Marxism and communism and socialism, or Marxism at least, is fundamentally a materialist philosophy, meaning that it is grounded in what we really see in the world, or at least it seeks to be. It's not a moral condemnation of the boss for exploiting you. Mm. It's a recognition that he's incentivized to do so. It's a recognition that our stru the structure of our society and the protection of that private property tends to gather the wealth in the hands of very few, tends to exploit and, in and immiserate the working classes, right. um, and destroy the planet. That's materially true. It's literally and, what's happening. And, but the idealism says, and this is, I mean, you'll always hear the same fucking just like, like example. It will always be, what about Sally's flower shop? You know, Sally is a sole proprietor. It's always the cutest business yeah, you can yeah, imagine. Yeah. It's a, you know, uh, little Jenny's ice cream shop. You know, don't, why should the government be able to tax her? Like she's, she made the ice cream. She should be able to sell it for however much she wants and pay her workers. How much, you know what I mean? Right. That's idealist. We imagined all of that. Right. It, like, but then the owners would say she does, she does it all in my building. Well, you know, but my, my point right. is just the difference is that I point at the real world and I say, Capitalism is literally, literally destroying the planet. 100%. And people are dying everywhere to say nothing of imperialist wars or just or just um, 
the decrease in the quality of life, lack of access to healthcare. I could just go down the list yeah. of all the various ways that capitalism is destroying the planet. Right. But uh, someone who truly believes in, in private property is the highest ethic will say that those are the amoral, not immoral, but amoral just products of people's choices and, and, and mm. the just downstream effects right. of what is fundamentally a good ethic, right? Which is that Sally shouldn't have to pay, that it's unjust for the government to force Sally to pay her taxes, right? right? That's, but that's idealist, right? We, 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 Sally's not real, yeah. okay? And of course, she, they're not gonna pick the example of, let's say Sally wants to start a world, a stride, a world striding uh, global fucking uh, oil company that just destroys everything in sight. Let, you know, Sally doesn't run ExxonMobil. Right. She runs an adorable flower shop, right, right? right? And that's the example because who would want to hurt poor Sally? Right? right, Sally's not killing the environment. The only way to defend capitalism is to ignore reality the and, truth. and talk instead about like, why is it, why is it just that you should be able to take my money? Right. Why, should, why should the government be able to tell me how to run my business? And there's, no, you know, that's, I mean, that's a coherent worldview. Sure. Like it makes sense in right. like a perfect scenario, like an idealistic right. scenario. Right. And so what keeps coming up to me is like uh, that whole idea, why I think capitalism is so corrosive and why I think that we are having all these injustices in the world and why like, uh, or just, let's just keep it to America. I don't know about the world is because of that idea of private property. And at one point these guys stepped up and they fucking started taking land, killing people and like just making power moves everywhere. Right. It was fundamentally based on like fear and selfishness and everything. And then we built on top of that foundation. And so like our entire civilization up to that point has been like corroded and tainted because it wasn't based out of like all loving. Everyone has everything, whatever, you know, the idealistic view of just like everyone has everything and everyone's taken care of and provided for and we should all just be safe. It was more so out of like the idea that like we who can will take and then like just everyone else will figure it out and we'll have these little systems in place. These governments like make sure that everyone has some food or this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that like it's compounded over the years, over the years, over the years, over the years to this toxic, absolutely rotten fucking system because it was based already off this like negative it, it's just it like, does that make sense i'm not really wording it yeah, properly no, I but get what you're saying it, it, that's why i think we're at we're now, now. In, in and of itself internal contradictions uh one is that it always needs to grow yes but resources are finite endless you're growth always, at some point you're going resources. to run up against the fact that right. there, that the earth is only so big right. right but in the case of america that america is only so big right and i give credit to matt crispin of chocolate trap house for for introducing this idea to me i don't know if it's his originally but America was only able to keep the peace between the workers and bosses for so long because of free real estate. It's free real estate. It's free real estate. Be because the because someone could always say, "Screw you guys, I'm going home and go west and take the land that was stolen from the natives and go go someplace else," mm -hmm. right? And as long as America has had free real estate, whether literally land or or in the form of of, you know, financial products and other things, as long as Americans can still say, "Screw you guys, I'm going to go start go a homestead here. someplace here. Yeah. else." That's been the solution to social inequality. That's been mm -hmm. the solution to the internal strife of the country post-Civil mm -hmm. War. That's always been the solution. Um, and we, we can't do that anymore, actually. run out. Right. Because and, and that's, that's why they went from the East Coast to the West Coast, right. but now everything's well, filled up. We went, we went from the East Coast to the West Coast, and then then we had the Spanish-American War, yeah, right, and we right. took over the Philippines we had to go and south Guam. And yeah, yes. so, but yeah, then the imperialism started, which is a whole other can of worms. Right. But my point is that... Um, the internal contradictions of capitalism will always rear their heads. And this yeah. is this is the inevitability that Marx was referring to. We are going to run out of resources. Capitalism yes. is going to destroy the bottom the line right. will not be met like like that 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 one percent 
fucking profit that they're always chasing right. will not be had one day. And that's when it all starts. To and crash all and the workers have to do to win. All they have to do to stop this grinding wheel of human suffering is to all simultaneously put their hands in their pockets. Will that all ever happen? Of, all of their power. It's happened in the Soviet Union. I mean, like, sure. it, it, will it ever happen? It's socialism or in barbarism. In America, I guess I should it's, say. In you America, think? absolutely not. Right. I mean, our, that's another, that's another question. Endless, yeah. But, but um, my, my point is just that worker solidarity is the answer. Mm -hmm. All of the power and all of the wealth that, that the the ownership class that the bourgeoisie holds is an illusion. And it's an illusion that exists only as long as the workers are not united in opposition to it. And all of that money, all of that value, everything they hold is derived and stolen from the labor of workers. And they need it to keep going. That machine must be fed, mm -hmm. right? And if all the workers go on strike, the whole thing stops. No it's fucking over, yeah. right? But there's still more or less the same amount of food and housing as there was before. Right, 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 right. right so right. the answer is solidarity. Mm -hmm. and political education and organizing. The United States has not had a serious left movement since the early 20th century. They got mm -hmm. crushed. Um, I mean, that's that's what happens. This is the mecca of capitalism. Mm -hmm. I, I believe, as France Fanon did, um, that the the revolution will come from the imperial periphery. It yeah. will come from the quote-unquote third world. Uh, the once the, Once the most poor and most marginalized people of the world stand united, I mean, we're already seeing our empire crumble, but we got a lot of money. It will take a while. It'll right? take a while. It'll but, be a slow burn. But for yeah, a no, bit, I, I don't see a communist revolution coming up in the United States anytime soon. It's just not. I mean, we just don't even have a left wing, yeah. a labor movement, none of it. So what really like fucks with me, dude, and that I've tried to propose this. I tried to propose this to Max. It fucking went over his head. Tried to propose this to a couple people. Went over their head. I want to see your perspective on it. Okay. Is take take the the police brutality police thing like that i believe every single social injustice that we are suffering from in society and i say we but like i don't mean me directly obviously i have privilege i right, fucking right. you know whatever but just that people are suffering from disproportionately other than me whatever uh all of it will never truly be fixed in america because of capitalism um i i don't share i can explain i don't share your fatalism about <laughs> never um but i i would agree that in its current state that, that okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's be more specific. And imperialist it's, white yeah. supremacy are two sides of the same coin. Right. So be, yes, because of th that injustice exists because of capitalism yeah. and is sustained by capitalism. Can I give you an and, example? And the police are there to enforce the the class order. Right. To to inf they, that's why the cops protected the private property when yeah. I was out there in the streets. Right. Yeah. They were protecting the fucking Starbucks. They didn't want us to break glass. No. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, 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 it's they and they didn't the intervene property. until we started destroying private property. Right. So we, you know. If we were just walking around the street, they wouldn't have given a shit. Right? Sure. So real quick, what I mean by that, why I brought that up is just like an example. And you can do anything. Like my one, another big example uh, I had was like how uh, black women are disproportionately uh, like more susceptible to birth or death during childbirth in like the large part of America than like white women mm -hmm. for all these different reasons. Right? right. And the idea was, as I wanted to use this on police too, cause it didn't really sit well with Max cause he ran on some other shit, but uh, he started talking about like vaccines and all this shit. But uh, it was the idea like, so with police brutality, right. In order for that to stop, what's it going to take? It's going to take expunging all the fucking bad apples, right. Or all the bad cops firing them, letting them go, which is going to make them understaffed. But then also they're going to have to throw in millions of dollars of retraining harder uh like boundaries to get people in all this shit and it's gonna fuck up what the bottom line of like because what does fucking the cops do also they're revenue generating right they mm. spill into the system just I think as I much get what you're saying. so so what would happen is is in order 
for, and this all has to do with the bottom line, in order for that reform to happen, they would have to eat like 20 years right. of at a loss yeah. because they wouldn't be able right. to have that system. That's why it'll never change because they're not going to do that. Not, that doesn't mean it will never change. That means I, the system I mean, cannot be reformed. As it is means. now. You are echoing an idea that, okay. was, that I, and I, I'm sure. Does that did. make sense to you? It does. Okay, and cool. And, and, and I'm going to. I feel validated now. It's all right. It does make sense to me. It's something that Lenin said. Sick. So I'm a Leninist. I hope so. Let's get it. We could always use another one, but yeah, that, that reform is, yeah. is any it, of them. will will have any it, example of what we're suffering from right now. Right. It homeless, anything, it will take too much money and will affect the bottom line too much. Right. The talking fucking yes. heads at the yeah. very top yeah. will never actually do it. They'll tell you they want to yes. do it. They'll throw money at it. Like, do you, like it's crazy, but it'll never fully, I right. say never, it won't change in the system it is now. And that's why communism what, right. is important. Well, I, it's inevitable revolution revolution sorry yeah a right. revolution is inevitable that 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 reform is a lie is a liberal lie yeah right that that voting blue no matter who is going to solve these problems <laughs> right that that is what that's what you have struck that's upon. silly the democrats are not the answer <laughs> yeah no and and that you cannot the bourgeoisie and the people in power will not allow you to vote their power and money away you have to take it Right. So you are echoing what Lenin said that reform is is a is it's not, a farce, not only dude. is it not going to work, it's a red herring. It yeah. is it is a distraction yeah. to stop us from doing the real solution, right. which is revolution. Right. And and eventually why why I like that you really push back on the word never is because eventually because the reform will never come, it'll mm -hmm. be said it will we like I say we just the the working class or the disproportionately affected right. will continue to have more and more unrest until there will be an uprising yeah. and there will be yeah. a collapse of society and in whatever way sure. of the system right and so then that's why I say never just in the way of right now currently right. tomorrow it's not going to happen yeah. but inevitably the the disproportionately affected will rise up yes. and they will take arms or do whatever is necessary for revolution right. and that's when communism starts to come into play like, yeah. or, right the, the, the you say yes yes communism yeah. is like the end goal communism isn't Com like communism it's like, is the is the is the utopian ideal end. that you're building towards after and, the and what you're talking happens. about is, is like a revolutionary proletarian movement which overthrows their capitalist oppressors sure. and institutes the dictatorship of the proletariat and end as like civilization as we know in the way fundamentally of like capitalism and what we've based our entire into yeah. an entire new paradigm in which our organize the the economy and the like centers of power in our society are built around human flourishing right. human well-being rather than protecting the money and capital right. of the people who already have it that's but you know and yes uh, more or less yes i don't but i am not optimistic that will happen in the united states because our police state is so powerful mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and like i said i believe it will start um in in the imperial periphery if you like in africa um uh, you know in in sure in, in places like that, South America, um, because first of all, their their countries, their states are much less functional, much <laughs> less powerful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that helps. Um, but you know, the United States is crumbling, right? Like if I think that if Trump had won um, in twenty twenty, the United States would be like crashing and burning in a fireball. But because Biden won, uh, we're rotting, pacified a bit, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, it slowed the burn a little bit, right? I, the empires decline, yes, even Rome. They always, even the British Empire, it happens. Yeah. It's going to happen. It'll happen to us. And we are an empire, and it is inevitable. Like, as they all have, if you look at history, and history repeats itself, it's a constant, and that, like, the same things fucking happen over and over mm -hmm. again. I believe that history is, like, this fucking really closed loop of just, like, it's inevitable. Right. And, and that's a whole other conversation that, like, yeah, we are an empire that's been on the top of the mound, but no one has ever in the history of man stayed on top. Right. There is always a demise, a collapse. and, and uh, That's because it, yeah. it, it, it takes a 
constant just flow of human bodies thrown onto the bonfire to keep this thing going. The right. internal contradictions of capitalism build up and build up and grow more stark. Uh, the people become immiserated. The people become organized. But I would just push back quickly on the closed loop idea. It's true that, that history rhymes. It's true that, that empires fall and they fall for similar reasons. Yeah. But things do change. And I believe that. The things that do change, for example, are technology. Capitalism was only able to arise out of feudalism because of advances in technology and, you know, coal burning and, mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. manufactories mm -hmm. and, and easy, easy world travel, you know, these kinds of things. And the Internet is another such revolution. Right. Um, so the the way that we interact with each other, the way that we are able to organize as people is a, is a major difference. So right. these loops do occur, but they are a little different each time. It's getting different because of the resources that we have available now, like you said, with the internet. We've never had this before. Right. So like this could be the capitalism, time. Yeah. Capitalism emerged naturally from feudalism right. once the conditions in the world were right for it. And capitalism, frankly, was an improvement over it was. feudalism, right? Sure. It, it was, but... It, and it grew and it grew and, you know, and everybody got genocided and, yeah. and the white people took over the world. Um, and that's bad. Right. Um, but it's it's reached its limit yeah. or it's, it's pushing up against its limit, I should say. Right. It's there's not that much land left. The world is dying. Yes. You know, the uh, and also like the United States economy at the, the, the at the expense the of the bottom currency. line, dude, like literally like just defer that one percent profit. Yes. We, the world is burning. Yes. It's fucking crazy, and and, and I will tell you that I, I I don't feel good predicting this, but I think that we are gonna like pump up every single drop of oil and burn it before we really, as a as a species, get serious about solving climate change. Oh, one hundred percent. Every drop of oil will be burned first. I think we have another hundred years, but not a hundred years after that, just for a civilization as we know it. And that's actually, I would say closer to 50, but I'm not trying to be too like right. fatalistic. I think we have another hundred of like societies. We know it, but there isn't a hundred after that uh, with any like similarity to the comfort and the peace and like everything that we've uh, peace is like whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't see that. Yeah. I mean, we're all one I, way or another. I think that a lot of capitalists and, and, and a lot of, uh, frankly, just a lot of Americans are, are have their fingers crossed for some kind of Star Trek replicator, some kind of technocratic technological solution, some invention that just makes it better. Suddenly, carbon capture. Well, we've works kind of been get, used to that now. Like well, we kind of expect that, right? right? We're expecting to get bailed out by by, by cold yeah. fusion or some kind. And I, you know what? If that happens, cool. I Great. Guess, right. Yeah. Like I, you know, I don't want people to suffer. I don't want the no. planet to die. Right. It's that's uh, I. Well, I don't think the planet's ever going to die because you know my theory on that mm -hmm. is is the planet is a living fucking organism. Well, okay. You know what I mean. And we're becoming un yeah, and we're a cancerous fucking tumor yeah. that keeps spreading. And you know what the a living organism does is it fights it right, off. Right. Right. And it lets lets goes these things like these bugs that come out and they fucking get into your fucking lungs and they kill you. It sounds like. Gears of War, right? Sure. Okay. Wait, what, what video game is that? Well, I don't know. No, wait. It's well, I mean, happening. Bugs is in like... It's The Happening by M. Night Shyamalan Madingo. Which is a fucking great movie. I like it. Yeah. I like it, but it's that theory that I believe truthfully that like the Earth is a living organism, right. and right now it's like, oh, this is like these motherfuckers. It's this flea, like a dog, that the fleas are right, biting really hard, and it scratches them off. I, I, I yeah. I so it tries to send us. I understand the metaphor, and I don't entirely disagree. The only thing, I think that... It's a good metaphor. I, I No, I agree. I just... I don't hate people. I don't hate people either. I don't think, I, I think that it's, it's apt in the metaphor to refer to us as tumors or parasites like that. I get that. We're just doing what we do. We, yes. As, as, as humans, we, we just can do, what do we better do. though. We can do better. What, what Not animals, right now. What animals do includes, uh, you know, horrifying uh, things that we would consider immoral. Right? Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Like barbaric example, right? and yeah, you know, yeah, we, yes. We are capable as moral beings 
of transcending our nature uh, towards greed, towards tribalism. But we tend to take our time on that. Well, (laughs) I would just say it takes a crisis. I don't think, I I want to have faith and I insist on having faith in in the basic goodness of humans as a group. That doesn't mean that everybody's a good person, but like, I think that, I think that, I, I choose to be optimistic as, best that, and can, as you right? need to, because that's just going to be quality of life type shit. You can't just move through the world. And I, I'm, I like, maybe I have this nihilistic view of just like, it, nothing matters and it's just whatever, whatever. Or maybe I'm just, I am. No, I don't pay. think that the earth is conscious, right? I don't think the earth is, is consciously trying to destroy us, but I agree. The earth was never going to be but destroyed. We're not arguing consciousness. Well, you I'm said saying, the earth is, you described it like a dog who's trying to destroy its. Fleet. Well, is a fucking amoeba conscious? No. Right. The earth can be a living or there's living organisms that don't have consciousness. I'm saying it's just a being. It's a thing that has like an energy or a being. You know what I'm saying? It's this thing that's literally like everything else because like the universe, the world is like a what's it fractal. Like it all kind of just like big macro look or microscopic look. It all kind of like has these like unifying things that just go on. I'm getting into your territory scientific shit and you're like, yeah, you're side eyeing me. But I'm just getting at it. Like, so it has its own reactions. It it does its own things. Why do you think we have natural uh, disasters and all this shit? I'm not saying. Why would the, I, no, I get, I get what you're saying. Okay. All, I just, the Earth doesn't care how much CO2 is in the atmosphere. Sure. The Earth is not harmed. I think it just has its own homeostasis. It, no, that's that's what I'm true. getting at. It has its own homeostasis, and right now we're fucking it up. Yes, but this is an undirected, soulless chemical process. Like everything. Yes, yeah. I don't think there's an intention of the Earth's like I'm gonna kill right. him now. But I do believe that there's like this fucking process, just like yeah. in our bodies. Right. Like our body doesn't be like I'm trying to kill the virus. It's just a. Like when Fred fucking lifts his leg and pisses on a fucking fire hydrant, mm-hmm. it's just a natural thing that's in him. Not that, only do I not think Earth is conscious, I don't think the Earth has instincts. And I don't think right. the Earth is. I mean, like, I also like the idea of not just the Earth, but all of the matter in the universe being. I like to think about that as one organism and the humans uh, as probably. Well, all the sentient beings in the universe, including humans, as yeah. like the neurons in the brain of that right. animal. Like I, I like to think of I, that feels good to me. Yeah. Now that's not a true thing. I that, love your that, positive outlook because it, it's so important. I, that's a circle I drew around the facts. It's yeah. a label that I put on it. That's mm-hmm. not real. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I get what you're saying. Like, okay. I don't think the Earth is is spitting us back out again, but it certainly is our fault. Yeah, <laughs> and we're I mean? fucking demolishing it. Right. Uh, Put a bow. I want to end this. Would you be down to do one more quick podcast on like space? Sure. And like your just background there. We'll just. I, do you I mean, know? I majored in college. I'll. We'll, I'll. We'll upload this. Like I'll, I'll save this, and then I'll ask you some questions and see if we can riff on that. Do you want to tie a bow up on anything more communist um, or socialism or just anything? Yeah. I, yeah. There's just a couple more things I would like to say. Um, recognize that for people my age or younger, or maybe a little bit older, who grew up in the United States. Yeah. I speaking to the listener here, you are not immune to propaganda. And you grew up in the US in the post-Cold War victory lap of the richest and most decadent society in the history of the world, okay? What you have been taught about communism, what you have been taught about socialism is propaganda. And that's not, propaganda has a bad rap as a word. Propaganda just means that it's a message that is put forth with the uh, hope of, of affecting the opinion of the person who hears it. Right. right? It's just trying to trying to negotiate, trying to, you know, I guess you could say manipulate, but um, trying to influence people. So recognize that growing up in the mecca of capitalism, we were not taught the truth about the Vietnam War, the Korean War, the mm-hmm. Soviet Union, mm-hmm. uh, communist China, any of those things. All of that has been painted with a veneer 
yep. uh, to make us look good or to hide the terrible facts. A fabricated narrative right. to pacify us and to justify everything that it's we've not done. It's about, not just about communism. Of course, like things like the Thanksgiving story or, or the, you know, like Reconstruction or, or the Jim Crow era. Just understand that our understanding of American history and what this country is and the things that it's done is not what we learned in high school. And I'm not saying that Stalin did nothing wrong. And I'm not saying that I sign off on everything that was ever done in the name of communists, uh, in the name of communism. I'm not, but when we hear, I get tired, I get sick of, of, I tell people I'm a communist and we always come back to the same thing, which is Stalin and Mao killed 200 quadrillion babies it's a failed ideology. Mm -hmm. It's proven false right. and it kills everybody. It's a death machine. Everybody dies. No food. Uh, iPhone Venezuela. Okay. Right. This we've got to, th if you, if you are truly interested in this topic, you're going to have to think deeper. You're going to have to read a book, not a magazine, not a sports page. Yeah. Not a, a YouTube video. You're you know, to read the and, book. Yeah. and uh, what we, what we've been taught is carefully crafted propaganda to instill in us a sense of patriotism um, and an acceptance of our role in this country and our role in this country and in the world is to have our labor exploited in order to enrich people like Jeff Bezos so yep. they can go to space and he can ride his dick rocket he didn't go to space dude he went to the edge of space fuck that guy uh, cool thank you uh, thank you everybody this has been probably the best podcast I've done solo since I've started this this has been amazing this is why I wanted you here uh, you're the best I love you to death uh, I'm gonna we're gonna have a quick conversation on if we can even riff on space, there's a couple theories and like ideas that I want to, I just want to pick your brain on mm -hmm. and then that's it. But thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, uh, this, this has been a blast, dude. It's been awesome. Tanner. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. It's weird how you just get into the rhythm, huh? Like <laughs> we just start and then all of a sudden it's just like, we're there now it's been like almost two hours. So, uh, thank you guys so much, uh, for all the support and love. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Peace. Bye everybody. <laughs>